Poso maoni work, wai wanen kitanen ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamene hokihi. Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. We are your host, Gary Dodge. And Sheena Wapus. On this episode, we are again, as usual, joined by Vaughn Bowles, the public information officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. Welcome, Vaughn. Hi, guys. Um, so I would like to remind everybody that we request you send in your COVID-19 related questions to us at podcast at MITW.org. And I would also like to remind everybody that anyone over the age of 45, any essential worker, anyone who has a job that requires food handling can now make an appointment to be vaccinated. You just have to call Community Health at 715-799-5430. And also, as a final note, this is unfortunately our host Gary's last episode with us, so we're all a little bit sad to see him go, but we're wish him the best of luck in his new venture. So thank you, Gary, for everything that you've done on the podcast. You're welcome. And I would like to um, thank the Menominee Tribe for allowing me the opportunity to work here for the past two and a half years. Alrighty, so Vaughn, um, I still see a lot of people, especially on social media, that are still concerned about the vaccine they're not totally sure that they want to get the vaccine or they're just mainly concerned about long the possibility of long-term side effects um, given the amount of time that the vaccine was um, created and approved in so why should people trust this vaccine will not cause any side effects in the future so let me start out by just saying that none of the safety steps for developing the covid vaccines were skipped um compared to any other vaccine that's been in development. What happened was, whether you like them or not, President Trump um, had the Department of Defense release nearly $70 million to solve the problem. Um, Vaccine um, research and and, uh, creation is a really expensive process. And so having the funds available kickstarted a lot of these companies in and being able to make sure they could manufacture without the risk of losses to their company. So that's that's one thing. A lot of a lot of people came into the mix to try to solve this problem early on, um, and and once they started looking, you know, they uh, sequenced the genome or the genetic information of COVID nineteen, um, and then they started. They all looked to see what their most promising um, platforms were for being able to treat the virus. Um, and the, the previous administration actually um, ordered them to recycle previous types of mechanisms or um, vaccine modes that they'd used previously. So no, no one was starting from scratch. So they were using existing technology that they knew was proven um, and they had money to move on to the next step. So with those two things out of the way, um, the drug companies um, were, were also instructed to start manufacturing as soon as they felt they had a promising product um, on the market. 
Um, additionally, instead of waiting for doctors to invite patients to join a phase three trial, um, they were able to put out an open call for volunteers. And so they were able to collect a lot more volunteers um, a whole lot faster than they would have in, in previous types of, of you know, tri drug trials and safety trials. Um, and so in the end, you know, the regular safety steps were all taken. Um, but instead of running the phases all kind of in a long sequence, they did them kind of staggered like a stairwell. Um, and so they did a lot of their distribution planning while a lot of their manufacturing was first ramping up. Um, and so instead of saying, all right, we have the vaccine made, how are we going to distribute it? As soon as they began making it, they're like, all right, we need to solve the problem of how to get this out to the entire American people as quickly as possible. Um, you know, that said, you know, all the vaccines that did have safety problems during their phase three trials didn't get approval. That's why we only have three vaccines right now in the U.S. that have the emergency approval or emergency use approval authorization um, that the, the CDC hands out. Um, you know, all of the, the animal trials, all the human studies that would be normally performed during a vaccine, those were all done previous um, they didn't skip any steps. There's actually a really great infographic that the Department of Defense has. We could put that in our show notes to show how they shifted the manufacturing process from the standard to what they called Project Warp Speed to make sure we had vaccines um, a lot faster. So none of the safety steps were skipped. Um, it's safe. If you do have a uh, you know an adverse condition, it's usually within you know the first 48 to 72 hours. Very very few people have long-term issues. And right now they found, you know, long-term um, up to about a year's worth of, of time shows that there's maybe a, a one to one and a half, um, one to two individuals per million, there we go, uh, have, you know, any sort of issue with the vaccine. So, Okay, so um, I have heard this come up a couple times this week. <clears throat> Does the COVID vaccine cause issues with women who are getting mammograms? I've seen the same type of thing. Um, and the answer is sort of yes. So a common side effect of getting the COVID vaccine or just about any type of vaccine, whether it's influenza or the HPV vaccine, is that it ramps up the immune system and the immune response. What happens with that is it causes the lymph nodes in your body. There are some in your armpits, um, your growings uh, along the chest. Uh, they start producing more white blood cells. Um, and what happens when they start producing more white blood cells is that they swell. Well, that happens in about 16% of patients between you know 18 to 64 and about 8% of patients that are over eight, uh, 65 um, where that swelling occurs. So if you have that swelling, it can give you a false positive on a mammogram um, saying, and it, it might indicate or look like that you have cancer. You don't, you don't. It's just the, the, the natural uh, course of the, the immune system taking part after that vaccination. Um, if you do get vaccinated and you do have a mammogram or are planning on having a mammogram, um, they recommend having it six to 10 weeks after your vaccination. Um, that way, the, the normal swelling and stuff of the nodes subsides and you won't get a false positive. Now, of course, there are people that may have cancer or may have emerging health issues and they need it. Um, you know, talk to your doctor. Don't put off the, the preventative health care you need. But um, 
just bear in mind, you could get a false positive from it if you are getting a mammogram, you know, six weeks after your vaccination. So this is a hopeful question, <laughs> but um, at what point in vaccination or rate of cases that we're seeing, could we quote unquote, go back to normal oh, as in not social yeah. distancing, not worrying about masks, those types of things? Yeah, they're still looking at the herd immunity question. Um, you know, it's usually right around the 70 to 80 percent mark. Um, and we're kind of coming up on that uh, mark just in our micro community and stuff. We've we've delivered um, it's about 2,500 doses right now, uh, first doses and about 540 second doses. Um, and then we've had about 900 individuals, 950 individuals that have had COVID in the community. That's a good portion of the community since there are only about 4,000 people, 4,500 people in, in Menominee County. Um, that said, you know, only about 17 to 18% of, you know, Shawano and Okana County have been vaccinated. So it, it might be a lot longer than you know, we hope at this point, and it kind of depends on how quickly DHS can distribute vaccines to the rest of the state um, and, you know, to the rest of the country. So who can currently be vaccinated in a community? Um, so currently anyone um, that's a Menominee tribal member or descendant or a permanent uh, Menominee County resident, um, you know, over the age of 45 can be vaccinated, like Sheena said in the intro. Um, any of our tribal employees or essential workers. Um, I believe we're also looking at any of our essential county workers can also be vaccinated. Anyone that has any sort of immunocompromised situation, um, they can all be vaccinated at this point. Okay, and then, so what uh, phase of distribution are we on? Uh, we've kind of unofficially moved to our our phase two, which is great, uh, means we have un un unrestricted um, vaccinations for our workers and, like we said, individuals over the age of 45. Okay, so um, with all this information being out, how many doses has the tribe given out? As of Thursday, 2,516. Okay, and then, um, so will the tribe uh, help surrounding tribes, um, counties, if we complete vaccinations for our population? You know, that's a really great question, and uh, I know Dr. Schlegel and I believe um, Ben Warrington, our emergency management director, met with uh, DHS and the Stockbridge-Munsee tribe uh, this week to talk about that very thing. Um, nothing solid or concrete is, is in the works yet, but we're definitely looking at helping, you know, the surrounding communities and surrounding tribes. Okay, and then will the tribe be going back to 100% operation anytime soon? So we're not sure at what point we'll be able to resume the 100% the in person, um, you know, occupation capacity load. Um, IC just issued emergency order number 13, which, you know, extended that 75% um, on-site operations uh, until the beginning of April. At this point, we're, you know, we're going to reevaluate um, how we're doing as far as our vaccine distribution, how the caseloads are going. Um, but something that could really help move us towards that 100% reopening would be making sure that everyone gets vaccinated. Um, we've heard that some of uh, the younger uh, members of our community have been um, refusing or denying uh, use or participation participation in our in our vaccine implementation, um, and that's something you know we we really would like to 
uh, encouraged is that even if you are young, even if you are healthy to get vaccinated, uh, one of the things that the, the data is indicating is right now that one in three individuals that contract COVID, regardless of their age, regardless of whether they're symptomatic, are going to end up with permanent lung damage. Um, you can see the scarring to the lungs on x-rays or CT scans, um, and some people lose up to 60% of their lung capacity permanently. So just think about that for a minute. If you were able to run three miles um, pre-COVID and you, you contracted even an asymptomatic case, you might only be able to run like a mile and a half afterwards. So we want to strongly, strongly recommend getting vaccinated. Can't stress it enough. Um, it's so much safer than actually getting the virus because not only can it hurt you, it can hurt the people around you. So please get vaccinated, you know, take everyone's health, including your own health into consideration when you're, when you're asked whether you want to participate in that. All right. Thank you. Um, did you have anything else to add? You know, um, even though we're, we're really strongly recommending vaccination, uh, I want to remind everyone, it's not, it's not a cure-all. Um, they're only about 95% effective, which is great, but it's not 100% effective. And so even if you've been vaccinated for now, we'd like to also encourage you to please continue wearing a mask and social distancing because you still can get sick and you can pass it on if you get sick. So um, please be cognizant of who you're around um, and what surroundings you're going into. And please stay healthy and stay safe when you're out there. Wyoming for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. We do weekly updates with Vaughn and welcome any community questions you may have regarding COVID-19. Please send them in to us via email at podcast at mitw.org.